Let's get back to the drive on the home of the Sens, TSN 1200. Now, it's time for Need to Know Basis. Welcome back to the drive, fourth and final hour here on TSN 1200. Lieber Sage, AJ Jackieback, and Matt Conesvita. Here's what you need to know. You need to know that the entire Jets organization, from their owner to their general manager to their head coach to their offensive coordinator, all on the way to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers after the Packers gave the Jets permission to talk to Aaron Rodgers. Will he become the next quarterback of the New York Jets? Uh, We will find out, but he won't be the quarterback of the New York Giants. Daniel Jones and the Giants finalized a four-year, $160 million deal just minutes before the franchise tag deadline. And because they did that, they did franchise tag Saquon Barkley. The Ravens, well, they franchise tag Lamar Jackson, but it is a non-exclusive tag. So it does allow other teams to come in and negotiate a deal with Lamar Jackson. The Ravens have the right to match, but if they do not match, they will get two first-round picks from other clubs. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons are already saying that they are out, but will the Raiders, will the Carolina Panthers go out and get Lamar Jackson? Will somebody else do it? We will uh, find out shortly, but the race for Lamar Jackson, I think, is on. The, The race for top spot in Pool B at the Briar, Brad Gushu, Team Canada, beat Brendan Botcher. Wild card one. Both teams now 5-1, but Gushu with a 6-3 victory moves to the top spot. Kevin Cooey, Matt Dunstone, both undefeated in Pool A. Got some games tonight in the National Hockey League that do affect the Ottawa Senators, including the Columbus Blue Jackets in Pittsburgh. That's a 7 o'clock start. Florida also hosting Vegas at 7. At 7.30, a big one. Buffalo on Long Island to face the Islanders. And if you're a Sens fan, probably just hoping for a game that does not go to overtime and gives out three points in that game. Timo Meyer makes his home debut for the Devils. They host the Leafs. No John Tavares, no Ryan O'Reilly in the lineup. Uh, Tavares still sick. And Ryan O'Reilly, surgery on his finger. And will be out now four weeks. Uh, but should be back in plenty of time for the playoffs. And you got some Champions League. Uh, Benfica all over Club Bruges, 5-1, one on aggregate, 7-1, AJ. Uh, Chelsea also with a 2-0 victory and win 2-1 on aggregate over Dortmund. Yeah, tough for Tejon Buchanan. To bow out of the uh, Champions League round of 16 this way, he did get an assist on the one Bruges goal, but when you lose 5-1 and 7-1 on aggregate, I'm guessing that doesn't really make him all that happy. Still have uh, Alfonso Davies and Bayern Munich uh, left uh, amongst the Canadians in the Champions League this year. I apologize for not having the Wrexham score available. I'm sure you and Matt Connors did do. They won 4-0. A okay. couple of goals for Ollie Palmer. And uh, the Ryan Reynolds-led side now 
four up on Knott's County with 10 to go. Trying to get promotion to the Football League and League Two, which would be the fourth tier of English football. Excited to see just what's in store in the next few weeks on that. We had the Bruce Garriock story yesterday in Post Media that basically you have to have your bid in. So we'll see what the next step is for the Ottawa Senators. And it sounds like a lot of different quality bids. One with Michael Ann Lauer. Rocco Tulio, the uh, Oshawa Generals owner. One that involves the Kimmel brothers. One that involves this Ryan Reynolds group with the Remington group out of Markham. So, and a few others. So we'll see what we learn over the course of the next few days, weeks, and months and where that process leads us. But I think sometime in the spring, we should have a better indication of who the next owners of the Ottawa Senators will be. I would hope that if they do not choose the Remington group, which is the one that Ryan Reynolds is tied to right now, that essentially there would be a conversation that, okay, conditionally, we like your bid, but your bid needs to include Ryan Reynolds, and he needs to be a big part of this. Not just shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah, which is a tough thing to think that can happen, that you would have this whole thing planned out and on the condition that now you have to include Ryan Reynolds if you weren't going to beforehand. It's an easy thing for the NHL to do, though, right? You're controlling the process, and it's like, okay, we like your bid the best, but we only like your bid the best if you include Ryan Reynolds, and this is his role. Sounds easy when you say it. No, (laughs) for sure. No, and that's why this is a complicated process that always takes longer than you expect. The the one thing throughout, I've seen it in so many other sports, These are just not overnight transactions where you snap your fingers and say, there's our group. We've chosen them. They're paying us. There's our group. It it takes a lot of time to go through all the logistics, the due diligence that is needed financially and otherwise, right? They Mm -hmm. want to ensure that whoever is coming into their club is someone that they're comfortable with. That's why... In a perfect world, you would have some sort of combination that included Michael Ann Lauer and Ryan Reynolds and some local mm-hmm. interest as well, right? In a, in a perfect world. I think for the casual fan, that what would surprise them is that Ryan Reynolds has associated himself with one of the groups and wasn't just kind of sitting there yeah. waiting for whoever won the they've, process. They've clearly made it very attractive for him, right? For him to decide mm-hmm. on a group, they've clearly gone out and made it very attractive for him. Mm-hmm. Where he would be the face of it. But Ryan would know what kind of standing the Remington group would have with the National Hockey League. 
and what the chances were of that group of winning the bid before he would completely associate himself with that group, no? You would think. What he's been able to do with his name, even for this Wrexham thing. I mean, you you guys are telling me about who's scoring in the break, and I'm like, this is fifth division soccer, but I get it. They've made it a worldwide entity. You're excited to go to the game. You got up at five o'clock in the morning to get tickets and you barely got them. Yeah. And I mean, we don't have a lot of time because Danny Sinclair is going to be joining us in about five minutes. But the reason I really fell in love with the show had nothing to do with Ryan Reynolds. I just watched the show and it felt like the perfect storm. It felt like a show that wasn't about them but it was about the town and the passion that they have for the club. And so if they would have just bought any other fifth division club, it wouldn't have been the same thing. It's about the fact that this is a a club with a lot of support locally and a lot of passion locally. They average 10,000 a game. If they were buying Dagon Red, for example, they weren't going to be averaging 10,000 a game. It would have been a nice little story, and here's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney buying this small-town club with a little bit of support. No, it's kind of this fallen, I don't want to say giant, but they are a bit of a sleeping giant at that level that could easily be up two levels and would fit right in to the third tier of English soccer. And it, it feels like the sky is the limit, and with what they have done already, that the championship, and who knows, maybe even the Premier League down the road doesn't even feel like that much of a reach. Danny Sinclair is the head coach of the Carlton Ravens women's basketball team. They are the number one seed as they go out east to the national championships. They play Thursday night. We'll talk to Danny next here on The Drive on TSN 1200. Let's get back to The Drive on the home of the Sens. TSN 1200. Welcome back to The Drive. Lever Sage, AJ Jackie back, and Matt Conisvita. What a weekend it's going to be for three local teams at the National Esports Basketball Championships. And uh, coming up Thursday night in the quarterfinals, the Carlton Ravens women's basketball team will walk in as the number one seed for the second time in program history. And we welcome to the program the head coach of the Carleton Ravens women's basketball team on the Gabriel Pizza Hotline, Danny Sinclair. Danny, how are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining us. Congratulations. Uh, uh, Heading into Nationals, uh, of course, a big deal. But to win... The Critelli Cup and become uh, just the second Carlton team to do that. Uh, what did it mean to you and that group to win the OUA title on the road against a very good Queens team? Yeah, you said it. I mean, they they're a tough team, and there's a chance we we see them again. And a lot of respect on both sides. Um, very proud of our girls and how they came in and and executed and played played as a group and. Um, they've done a nice job coming together the second half of the season and, and, uh, just really proud of them. 
and uh, happy for them. There's always a moment in a season where things kind of turn. Where was it for you this season? Well, I, th- I think it was after Christmas. We went on the road. Uh, it was our first games back after after the break, after exam break. And we went in to play a really strong team in Waterloo. And and we got down late in the game, and we were able to come together. And it was, as we said, after the game, it was probably our best team win of the season. We we rely a lot on Callie Pockernick and... It was one of those games where she didn't, she she wasn't scoring and wasn't playing all that well, and uh, other people stepped up. And I mean, we went on a run, uh, a winning streak from that point on, and I think that was a huge turning point uh, for us as a group. Just understanding that if we play as a team, we can we can go pretty far this year. You mentioned relying on Kelly Pockernick, uh, your point guard, uh, OUA athlete of the week. Uh, this week, what does she mean to this team and this program? She's the heart and soul of the team, and you know she she's one of those people that she lights up the room. Um, she takes her her role very seriously and her job very seriously on the court, but she doesn't take herself too seriously. Um, and that that's been um, you know something she's brought to the table since her first year, and. You know, I think she she also is really unselfish and she doesn't care about personal accolades or awards or anything like that. And I think that becomes pretty infectious. Um, and with some young players on the team, that's that's been important. And so she's been a great leader for us too, off the court, on and off the court. You had that game at home uh, last Wednesday where you needed to win that game to make sure that you got to nationals and you got the job done uh, how much did that kind of free up the group going into the OUA title game that both teams were going to go to the Nationals, but you guys put your stamp on, you know, not only beating Queens again, but attaining the number one seed in the process? Yeah, I think, I mean, getting over that hump for uh, for a lot of returning players, uh, that's where our season ended last year. We lost in the semis and and in that in that clinching game to go to nationals, so to get over that hump and qualify was was important and and was a bit of a monkey off off the back, um, you know. But I think there's there's such a rivalry with with teams within our division and Queens being one of them. Um, so they went in there and and you know they were, they weren't content with just qualifying for nationals. They wanted to take it. To the next step and um you know they were they were pretty hungry so re- good for them and hoping that we can keep that going now moving into nationals and watching the games that that i've seen this year broadcasting capital hoops and i was at uh, your quarterfinal win at home against toronto metropolitan university certainly uh I, I noticed a lot of similarities in terms of just your intensity to what we've seen at carlton university uh, both with Taffy Charles, who coached the women's team before, and, of course, Dave Smart as well. How, how important was it for you? You left a pretty good program at the University of Victoria uh, just to kind of join a program where you felt like you were the right fit in terms of identity uh, to the entire program at Carleton. Yeah, there was a lot of conversations that went into making that move happen. And, you know, I knew I knew Taffy and, and Dave um, from afar, and you know, I think from their end, there were some people that were able to 
tell them sort of what type of coach I was like. And I, you know, I've followed Carlton for years um, from afar. And, you know, I think it it has to be a good fit. it, It is, Carlton is not for everybody, but it's definitely for me. And, you know, I think Taffy and Dave knew that. And, and I was lucky enough, you know, to take over a program. You don't get to do this very often, um, as a new coach, but I was able to take over a program that had had great success, and I saw what Taffy had done in terms of building this program up. So, you know, I was l- lucky on my part, and then also there's nowhere else in the country where you have an, a general manager or an advisor like we have in, in Dave Smart and someone that I can reach out to on a daily basis just for, you know, feedback and ideas and and that type of stuff. So, I mean, it was an opportunity that I couldn't turn down. Um, and, it, you know, it's just been really special to be a part of. So we're lucky enough to learn from Dave every week when he joins us for about 40 minutes uh, a day. So what do you learn from from, from Dave? I, I think um, that it, simplicity is the key to success is, is probably what, you know, comes out most often. I think there's this idea where you know before you before you meet someone that's had a lot of success that there may be some type of magic formula that they've used in order to achieve what they have but you know on a daily basis it's and again we I talked to him today it's you know keep it simple stick to fundamentals but do those things at a really high level do them better than anybody else and you know I think why why you don't see that it everywhere is because it can be bananas and it just requires a lot of focus and hard work. So that's an important reminder for me and for our group every day. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it, I, I think that at the end of the day is, is where his genius lies. Can we call him an advisor and not have to call him the general manager and give him another like sweet title? when we add to, you know, describing him coming on. But I think it's an interesting comment that you made. Um, Carlton's not for everyone, but it sure is for you. Uh, what do you mean by that? Because Carlton seems to run at a a different pace than everybody else. Um, so what specifically does that mean to you? I mean, you have to invest your, your whole life into it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, grateful that I have a lot of support in my own personal life and my family and and my I have three young boys who all who love being around the gym so when I'm dedicated to this team and to the players and to the program 24 7 um, I have a lot of support to be able to do that and and I so I think you know it's not for everybody because not every you know, in some respects, not everyone can do that. Not everyone has that level of support. And then, you know, and there may also be some people who don't want to do that. They don't want to put all their time and effort into just into the, just their job. Um, and and I, I think that's the other thing I've learned from Dave and some, some of my, you know, other people that you know, I've worked with over the years that, you know, if you're not all in on this, you, you know, you're going to come up short in some respects. Not necessary, it's, and, and it's not all about, we don't talk about winning championships. We just talk about everybody doing their best and giving their best. Um, and, 
I mean, the truth is not everyone wants to do that. And, and so I, you know, I, on the surface I do, and then I have a lot of people around me and that's one of the other great things about Carlton is there's a, there's a support system that allows you to sustain that. Um, I have a great staff, a full-time assistant in Michelle Abella and Dean Petridis, who was with the men's program for, you know, almost two decades as, as an assistant. You know, I have, I have tons of support and from the department to be able to, to sustain that. So it's, it's, you know, it's just, it's something that you have to buy into. So, Danny, you go into Nationals as the number one seed, which is great, but at the same time, uh, it, it means you have to play the host team in the first game because the eighth seed are Cape Breton. It's an 8 o'clock start. It's going to be a packed gym. It's going to be all, you know, other than a small contingent cheering for Cape Breton. What about taking your team into that environment uh, right off the bat in game number one? Yeah, I mean, we saw a bit of a, uh, that type of environment at Queens last Saturday, um, and and going back to you know what we talked about, where our season kind of turned around, we we spoke to that when we went into Waterloo at the beginning of January because we hadn't been playing well on the road. That you know one of one of the most special things about about basketball is being able to go on the road and silence a crowd, um, and you know, that's going to be something we talk about again this week at, with Cape Breton. They, they've been excited about hosting this tournament for a long time. Um, you know, I coached out East here before and, and had played as a coach in this gym before, and they get great local support. I know it's going to be a packed gym and a very hostile environment. Um, but again, we're just going to go back to if we stick to our fundamentals and play a good team game, we're going to try to silence that crowd again and there's going to definitely be some nervousness to to start out we just have to manage those first few minutes of the game and then try to stick to the game plan yeah and just speak about those first few minutes right like you've had some tough situations you think that wednesday game to get to nationals that's that's a really nerve-wracking game and then you have to go to queens and you know beat that rival again and you did that so has the last week prepared you for the first few minutes of the first game coming up on the weekend? I think so. I think we we played through a little bit of that on Saturday. I mean, we couldn't put the ball in the basket for the first three, three or four minutes of the game, but we were able to establish our defense. And that's one of the things that, again, what I've learned from Dave and, and you know, where I've sort of shifted my coaching is, you know, you can control the defensive end of the floor much more than you can the offensive end. And, I thought we we played good defense in the, those first few minutes, and we were able to weather that storm until we could we could finally score. Um, and I and I think just coming out of the OUA and coming out of our division, where we've you know, we've played against Queens and Ottawa, and and we there was no weak teams in our division this year, and 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 OUA was very strong from top to bottom. So I think. I think that helped to prepare us for this. And as you say, the last week, you know, being in pressure situations where you've had to step up and perform on demand is hopefully something that we can take into Thursday and the rest of the week. And we talked about Callie Pockernick and what she means to your program. Uh, who else has been influential in ter- just in terms of the leadership group to get you to this point? Yeah. Dorcas Buiza has been uh, a really important leader for us. She, 
she leads us at the defensive end of the floor. She takes a lot of pride in guarding the primary ball handler or the, or the best player on the other team. And she, she plays, you know, she, she's quite honestly able to terrorize them at times. She's just so focused at that end of the floor. And, and um, Emma Kiesenkamp is, is someone for us as a post. She's been, she's our veteran. She's been in, in this program for six years now. So she leads that post group. Dorcas leads us defensively, and and Callie is our point guard and our leader, and and someone who gets us organized at the offensive offensive end of the floor. So we rely on those three, and they work really well together as a as a leadership group. Danny Sinclair, the head coach of the Carlton Ravens women's basketball team, the number one seed. Uh, they play against Cape Breton. Coming up, it'll be a 7 o'clock Eastern start, 8 o'clock local start. Uh, good luck. Go win a national championship. Have fun this weekend. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Good luck. Danny Sinclair on the Gabriel Pizza Hotline. Gabriel Pizza, the official pizza of the Ottawa Senators. If they do win, AJ, they know the face the winner of Calgary and St. Mary's and then take on the other half of the bracket if they get to the final. Yeah, one thing you notice right away when you watch Carlton play on the women's side is you watch the sidelines and you know she's the right fit there. She's Carlton. And, uh, yeah, great conversations with her before Capital Hoops. And, uh, again, left a really good program at UVic because, obviously, how, how can you not want to come here and be a part of this environment where you've already got a good group, right? Like she said, not a lot of times you get the opportunity to take a head coaching job where it's not a rebuild. Right. And great situation, and to be able to learn from someone, mm-hmm. you know, like Dave Smart, who's built the best dynasty in the history of U Sports, and he's, you know, helping out both programs. Right? Seems like a, a pretty great career move for her, and she's been, uh, uh, you know, great. It's a win-win all the way around, right? Because she's been great for the program, and obviously, it's been great for her as well. I think it says a lot about somebody, you know, with a young family. She mentioned she's got yeah. three, three kids. Victoria is a pretty great place to live, right? Yeah. And they had a good program. Yeah. So amazing place to live, great program, young family. And you decided, you know what? I need more. I need another bigger, better opportunity. Like I need to be a part of this group at Carleton. That to me, if I'm Dave and everybody else at Carlton, shows me initially, yeah, she wants to be here. Shows the competitive fire, and you feel the competitive fire when you watch them play. It's awesome. So, best of luck to Carlton. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, we get two national champions here. And it doesn't matter if it's Carlton or Ottawa on the men's side for me. I know everyone's got their loyalties, right? A lot of. Carlton alums, a lot of Ottawa alums in this city. Doesn't matter if it's GGs or, or Ravens in men's basketball, but I'd love to see the Carlton women take home the Nationals. Well, they got a good shot. Uh, they do play Cape Breton. Cape Breton went 9-11 and 11 during the year. I know that doesn't matter. Pack gym, excitement, national yeah. championships. I One game. You understand. Like, For anyone sure. And I, I, I've seen it firsthand. You know, going to nationals a couple of times and the energy mm-hmm. that the Atlantic schools bring. And it's going to be the same in Cape Breton. For sure it is. E- even watch the Capitol Hoops Classic, right? 
You see in the first three or four minutes of that game on both sides, it's not what you usually see. It, it's you got some nervous kids. You got a yeah. lot of people. That's why I different think that environment. Game, that game, I think, really helps these teams. Yeah, I agree. In, in the sense that, and, and all these games do. OUA is a tough conference, men and women, but it's just another environment where, okay, if you're playing in front of seven to ten thousand fans. Yeah, especially locally, right? When you know, and there's always going to be friends and family there, but when you know there's maybe more friends and family there, this is a game you don't want to screw up in, right? And so to play when you know that nervous energy is there and to be able to get through it and play well in that environment helps you in those environments, going to Queens and playing for the OUA title, going to Nationals in this type of hostile environment that they're going to experience on Thursday night. So should be a lot of fun. Great week for uh, for both of these programs. Yeah, we'll talk to uh, James Darrow and Dave Smart as the week goes along here about the men's, but the women start on Thursday. So great conversation there with Danny Sinclair. Back with more of The Drive on TSN 1200. Let's get back to The Drive on the home of the Sens, TSN 1200. Welcome back. Labor Sage, AJ Jackiebeck, and Matt Conisvita. So we look ahead to a Tuesday night. What's on top? Well, got some games that matter in the standings to the Ottawa Senators, including Columbus in Pittsburgh, Vegas visits Florida, and I think the one that most eyes will be on the Buffalo Sabres in New York on Long Island to face the Islanders. 7.30. No three-point game. No overtime. Preferably Buffalo to win. Okay, I was just going to ask you. Yeah, Buffalo, I mean, it's better for the Islanders to win in regulation than Buffalo to win in overtime, but preferably Buffalo to win. That would put both teams at six games over five hundred in a tie for the last spot in win percentage, and Ottawa would be at five. Whereas all of a sudden, if the Islanders win, they're at eight. Hoping Columbus can come up with a victory tonight. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be unexpected, but be nice. And Vegas in Florida. That would be nice as well, right? As well. Read today, I was telling you that Florida Panthers, the first team in over 40 years to lead the National Hockey League in shots on goal per game and penalty minutes per game. Philadelphia Flyers back in the early 80s. Not really going well for them. Yeah, one of those stats is good. <laughs> but Well, they score a lot of goals, but they give up too many. And they like sit- they led the league in goals last year, mm-hmm. and they still, sc- they still score. Sorry, I was looking at standings, and all of a sudden a video came up on my Twitter. <laughs> I don't know how that came up. It was like aerobics or something. It's okay. You got it off the air quickly, <laughs> which is good. Well, they they scored a lot of goals last year, right? They they led the league in goals. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the league this year when it comes to goals, here's the list. It's Edmonton, it's Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, L.A., Tampa, Seattle, Florida. But the problem for a few of those teams, Edmonton, Buffalo, L.A., 
Florida, they all give up way too many. Like all of those teams who are in the top eight in goals four give up, have given up 217 plus. Well, the, Panthers- the Ottawa Senators have given up 198, for example. Right. So that's that's a problem for that's that's why you've got one of those teams out of the playoffs. Well, technically two are out of the playoffs. I'd you know Florida and Buffalo on the wrong side of the Buffalo uh, of the bubble, and Edmonton and L.A. aren't exactly world beaters here. You got to take care of your own end. Boston's incredible. 237 for 132 against. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to goal difference, they're at plus 105. And you got Carolina at plus 57. Almost double the next best team in the NHL. Wow. But you're still going to have to get it done in the playoffs. Well, and the individual games matter right now. Chicago was minus 72. In, in the goal differential, and now they're minus 67 because <laughs> they beat Ottawa 5 nothing last night. Quick way to improve that plus-minus by 5. So you never know. But if you're cheering for Ottawa in the standings tonight, you're looking for Columbus, you're looking for Vegas, and you're looking for Buffalo in regulation.